0: shit that's happening in the world right now and i give my opinion my take you know how i go you know what i mean um so don't forget you can check me out on soundcloud itunes tune in google music spotify and youtube the youtube page is kicking it with Young on smooth podcast one of the dopest and the illest around there will be more content to come all right so I know, I feel like I always got swallowed after I say everything. I'm, I know y'all hear that shit on the mic. I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, so you guessed last week's Kick That Lyric. It was Your Everything by Bun B, one of my favorite goddamn songs. When I tell y'all that shit, bump and go hard when you turn it up loud. I love Every Minute. It has uh, UGK in it. It has um, 8 Ball and MJG, so... It is one of my favorite songs, and it has the Jodeci hook on there, and it goes in, so definitely make sure y'all listen to the song. Okay, so, the new Kick That Lyric, female artist, this is from her second CD, um, it's a well, it's an unknown song, but it is a well-known, it's a parody, not even parody song, it's a sample song, um, but it is very well-known, and I think you won't fuck with it, but... Get it if you do. If you don't, that's cool too. But let me know. DM me for the answer. I got a case for spitting in motherfuckers face. Me and my ace, drunk calico strapped to the waist. A hundred in the click blasted. What y'all motherfuckers eyeing me for? Illest China White gangsta boo on my right. And me X to my left. While y'all motherfuckers dug that. 44, blue door, tear the whole motherfucking club up. Tear the club up, uh. I sets up motherfuckers, friends go bitches. Make them feel shit, real bitches recognize real shit. Only one bitch put it down like this, uh. See the shiny ass shit on my wrist, uh. See the shiny ass shoes on my six, and I know y'all know them thug ass two of my clip when it's beef. Nana stashed this heat for all y'all asses. My bitches roll. Master Gats is popular. 357's drop for ya, and ain't no limit to my three bitch mafia. Alright, so if you know what that is, DM me at Kicking It With Young Smooth Pod on Instagram or on Twitter and let me know if you got this week's Kick That Layer. Research it, think hard. I know you got it. You're good. Alright, so we're into the Ratchet and Ridiculousness, and it is a bit much. We have one story that we need to cover. I feel like I will never get through this, but we're going to try to figure it out today. Um, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther Star dies at 43. Chadwick Boseman, star of Black Panther, died on Friday after a four-year battle with colon cancer. His rep confirmed to Vanity um, he was 43. Before he was cast as Marvel's superhero, Boseman's career first exploded with his portrayal of Black American icons Jackie Robinson in 2013's 42 and James Brown in 2014's Get On Up. It is with immeasurable grief that we confirm a pa- the passing of Chadwick Boseman, said a statement posted to his Twitter feed. It was the honor of his life to bring king t'challa to life in black panther although bozeman never spoke publicly about his diagnosis according to the statement he worked through his treatment for much of his career stating when he played another black american icon naacp lawyer and future supreme court justice third good marshall in 2017's marshall a year before he premiered in black panther Bozeman most recently appeared in the Spike Lee's Vietnam War drama, The Five Bloods. And this year he's due he was due to appear opposite Viola Davis in Mama Rainey's Black Bottom, a feature adaptation of August of August Wilson play directed by George C. Wolfe. He was born and raised in Anderson, South Carolina, to a mother who worked as a nurse and father who worked in a textile factory. Reaction to Bozeman's death was swift and profound. Both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the Democratic candidates for president and vice president, expressed their condolences on Twitter. Marvel Studios chief Kevin Feige sorry, um, first announced that Bozeman had been cast as T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, on October 28, 2014 at a splashy press presentation for the studio's upcoming slate. He won wide praise for his first appearance as the character in 2016's Captain America Civil War, which only made expectations for the impending debut of Black Panther, the first ever Marvel movie headlined by a black actor that much greater. Bozeman, at least outwardly, shouldered them with ease. Even after the film shattered box office box office records when it debuted in February two thousand and eighteen, Black Panther grossed over one point three billion. I said it right, billion worldwide. Forever exposing the premise that. In Hollywood, predominantly black cast won't sell overseas. It's difficult to understand the impact Black Panther and Bozeman had on the larger culture. The film was the first superhero movie ever nominated by the Academy Awards for Best Picture, earning six other nominations and winning three. More to the point was Black Panther... Bozeman presented to the world an image of a powerful and thoughtful black man who was the leader of a thriving nation and a superhero willing to race into whatever battle he felt was worth fighting no matter the odds. Bozeman is survived by his wife and family. So uh, there is no update currently on what marvel studios plans to do as far as black panther is concerned um this kind of hit a little bit differently for me i know I, I mean uh 2020 has been the year of the l like it just feels like we just been taking l after l after l um i don't quite know How to feel. Um, it is um it's weird to be a kid your whole life. Well, not your whole life, but (laughs) to be a kid and to look for that kind of representation in a superhero and then being an adult and finally be able to like, yo, it's it's here. It is exactly what I imagined it would be. Um, with Wakanda coming to life and and just seeing that and I remember because I was such an X-Men fan knowing the backstory of Black Panther and Storm and their relationship and all of those things and it just it's very difficult. Um my prayers go out to his family because their new normal will never be the same and it's it's very difficult for people of a regular caliber to deal with death. But I can only imagine what it would feel like on this caliber um, just of a platform, of a, of a plateau where we are and media and all of those things. And I'm, I'm so grateful that everybody is showing as much love and respect, but it it is hard. It is hard. I think, um, it feels like such a huge loss because we rallied around this movie. We went, out. People were wearing African garb, we were Wak- so it is just one of those things where you kind of have to be like, okay, well, what's next as well? Um, I mean, I know that that sounds harsh to be like, oh, well, we're just moving on, but we got we kind of got to move on a little bit and, and figure out what that'll look like. I'm not sure, to be honest with you, I'm really not sure what. The new Black Panther would look like at this point because that's a pivotal main character. That's the first character that we saw. Who's gonna be able to hold that title? I just, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I will say this: that this particular topic, it hurts. It hurts real bad. I feel for those children. I feel for for his family because I think that it was. It's so strange. It's been four years that he's been battling with this situation. And that goes to show you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, hard work has no boundaries. Like, as many days as I want to give up, I want to stop, I want to, I only got this many followers. And I'm realizing only this many people are watching. And this, that, and the third. And I want to do more and all that. Yo, it means absolutely nothing In the grand scheme of things, am I happy? Yes. Do I love what I do? Yes. Would I have talked to myself if nobody was here anyway? Hell yeah. But do I get a chance to put the the platform out? Yes. And his death just made me think, like, he worked through the pain and continued to cultivate on what he loved and say, look, I'm going to keep doing this, like... will will work around it. I mean, I was reading other articles where they were talking about like he would, despite working around the schedule, like he would be sick and he would do it through like chemotherapy and they would work around the schedule and that is the the great thing about kind of keeping some of the things out of public eye. Like, I think we all kind of knew something looked a little off because his weight looked a little different. You know what I'm saying? That's the same thing with Charlie Murphy. I was just watching Black Jesus a few minutes ago before I started recording and that was the same thing with Charlie Murphy. We were like, oh, Wait, well, wait a minute. Charlie Murphy looked you know what I'm saying? Look a little off. Like something looks a little, you know, different. And he knew about his diagnosis, but people people that know that they're sick like that they they don't want you to think of them in the sickly way. They want you to think of them um, the last ways that you remembered them. And so I'm 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 grateful, Chadwick, for what you put out into this world. I am. I am thankful for you showing us that black actors can make a splash. I am, my heart goes out to those kids because I remember being that kid and his kids are still fairly young. Um, and I remember being that kid and going through that same thing when my grandmother died. So I understand that, that pain, um, but it will pass. Um, it will make you stronger. You will learn the lessons that you need to learn in life. And you'll you'll walk forward. You'll walk forward and you'll be okay. Um, but thank you. Thank you, God, for allowing us to, to, to have someone usher in a gift and also usher into a mindset of a lot of us that hard work is going to pay off. Whether it's in the end or not, hard work will pay off. Um, it. I, I'm not going to lie. The first thing moments of me actually reading this article and like i heard and news is traveling way too fast these days because i remember waiting for like big when biggie and Pac died like that news didn't it it traveled and it got on like mtv pretty quickly but this is like i mean seconds later like the second that um something was happening on or um on twitter it was completely everywhere you know and i mean second so news is traveling very quickly so but it does this just hits differently it slaps differently it's it's not it's not a senseless crime it 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 just is an act of nature and you know what kind of happens it's um it's hard though it's definitely hard because we we loved him we loved what he stood for you know and some of the movies the movies were great like I definitely said, like I said before, I have to watch um, the Spike Lee movie because I haven't, I haven't had an opportunity to watch it, and it didn't, it didn't dawn on me. But I will definitely be going back to do that. But um, lastly, Wakanda Forever, because brother, you mean that much to us. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, in the rest of this wretched and ridiculousness, Lord Jesus lord why baby just just let them sat down somewhere jesus just you you're not going nowhere you're not going nowhere sir and i'm saying it already y'all already know what i'm talking about i'm talking about the pissy pie piper you're not going nowhere corona been out here for months you've been trying to get out because of this but somebody attacking you is not going to stop that prisoners get attacked every day in the penitentiaryum sir sir sat down so don't nobody care don't nobody care. The shit is ridiculous. But the article reads: R. Kelly attacked by a fellow inmate in his Illinois, Illinois jail cell. His attorney says singer R. Kelly leaves court after hearing the lengthened criminal courthouse in Chicago. Um, attorney CNN attorneys for R. Kelly say he was attacked. In his Illinois jail cell by a fellow inmate and they are calling for his release. Sir. Sir. I, I really don't even want to go no further in this damn article, but I have to. Prisoners get shanked all the time. <laughs> like I mean I mean it's not it's not funny. It's it's not funny, but it is the thought. Like yo, they they get shanked all the goddamn time. You are not the exception to the rule. Doug Anton, the attorney for Kelly, told CNN that the singer's legal team had been advised by the U.S. Attorney's Office that the singer was on his bed in his cell Tuesday at Chicago's Metropolitan Correctional Center when another inmate came in and started to punch him. Go inmate. Uh, point: Uh, guards at the federal facility stopped the assault Almost immediately, notice almost immediately, not immediately, but almost immediately, they was close. Um, (laughs) According to Anton, Anton said that Kelly did not sustain any injuries and that the x-rays did not reveal any fractures. But Steven Greenberg, another attorney for Kelly, said on Twitter that his legal team has received... Conflicting reports as to the extent of his injuries, adding that the team has not been given information from the jail or Kelly himself. Anton said he had not talked to Kelly's uh, first hand about the alleged altercation. Kelly's attorney have said his ability to communicate with them have been severely restricted since coronavirus lockdowns limited the ability for attorneys to make in person visits <sighs> Sorry. I would say young man but old ass man First of all the people in the penitentiary probably wanted to get with you get at you since the day that you got there. This has been widely televised. I don't have no sympathy for R. Kelly no more. Like, but I do. what I, what I do want to hear is what I have heard. Shout out to Tosh K Thus far, that uh, Bruce is out. So yeah, so Bruce is the other brother that was in jail, and he is out. And apparently, he wants to do an exclusive. With Tasha K, I'm with Tasha K on YouTube. So I do want to see that. I hope she does get that exclusive and makes that happen because that that shit's that's gonna be fucking funny. (laughs) Tasha, I know she's gonna do her job, but that's gonna be fucking funny because Bruce was the one on the documentary saying, "Hey, I like older women." You know, my brother just got a thing for younger women. No, those are not women; those are girls. Those are girls. If your punati don't have enough summer's it bitch, those are girls. That is... Come on now. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm. Sorry, I had to take a sip. Um, but I just... I don't... I don't understand. I don't... I really don't. I don't understand. And furthermore, R. Kelly has been trying to get out of jail since the coronavirus has started. Like, well, first of all, you didn't want to go to jail to begin with. Of course, nobody does. But... You've been trying to get out since beforehand and then the coronavirus hit and you were trying to use that as an excuse to get out. Nigga, if they ain't even letting Bill Cosby get out, what makes you think that they letting your bitch ass get out? It just, it's just, it's not going to happen. And you have an altercation with the inmate. It means absolutely nothing. Now, the, now from what I've heard, pray tell, I've heard, pray tell, that that story is fabricated and that the attack was actually planned so you know there's that um moving on i never talked about this person because i didn't think that this would mean anything for a minute but it actually does and i kind of fuck with her opinion on this so i'm this excuse me added to the ratchet and ridiculous sorry about that i had the the water went down the wrong way. um erica mena explains her issue with women calling safari corny he is (laughs) uh says People embrace men who act tough before a man who does everything in his power to make his wife happy. Safari and Erica Mena let their love be known in whatever way they can, but after they uploaded a video dancing with their baby girl, the comments just didn't sit right with Miss Samuel Mrs. Samuels. Erica called out the ladies who constantly call her husband Corny and further explains that Safari is carefree, comfortable in his own skin, and doing anything he can to make his wife and child happy. Now, we know that Safari has a very big personality, which Erica says she adores, but apparently his personality has rubbed some fans the wrong way. I find it interesting that when a man is comfortable with being himself, loves life, makes the best out of things, isn't fake hard, isn't calling queens out their name when a man is truly confident in himself and enjoys life and making the best out of things. Y'all call that corny, Erica says. She continues and addresses women who would rather be with a man who didn't embrace who he who they are who don't embrace who they are who act tough and don't really love themselves erica and safari will make one year of marriage this september and she says her corny man has taught her so much about love and living to the fullest she states love is a beautiful thing i really enjoy my husband my husband has taught me how to not Sorry, has has taught me to just take a deep breath and chill and enjoy things and make light out of things. It bothers me because instead of acknowledging the fact that my man loves to enjoy his life, that's corny to y'all. It's really sad because it's 2020 and a lot of y'all women, big up men who act tough rather than men who does everything in his power to make his wife happy. Um so for once one time, one time for the one time, I actually fucking agree with Erica. I really do because I've I've noticed I've noticed this for years. All girls go for the bad boy type, but them niggas, them niggas not trained. The fuck going on, them niggas not trained in their life. Like, yo, somebody who is comfortable in this game, yo, Safari can be corny. That is true, but that don't, that doesn't mean that that he's not a loving person and he didn't want marriage and a wife and all of those things. And those are the things that he manifested in his life. So very much true. Uh, Corny, Yes non-rapping these are things that you can say these are very true statements um but if you're a man that's comfortable in your skin you're a man that loves your woman you're a man that loves your child and is going to do anything for that and keep and try to keep your household together who are we to judge that you know what i'm saying nobody has the right to judge that furthermore i'ma say it because i gotta say you bitches out here chasing these dumb ass niggas and i mean dumb They be stupid, but you worried about good dick. Oh, that's why. Okay. Y'all out here worried about good dick and money and how wet your fucking pussy is. Bitch, if it's so wet like that, you about to be too wet and cause a motherfucking yeast infection with all this wetness and your shit splash on niggas. Now, that's on one hand. On the other hand, again, I like to say I'm not mad at wet pussy. I'm just saying, (laughs) let's be clear. Somebody that is comfortable within themselves and is joyous every day makes you mad if that is the case sweet baby there's something wrong with you oh i took the pause because i I took the pause because i had to be like yo maybe there's something wrong with you you need to think about that so before you come attacking somebody else's man and and erica is what when i saw this when i saw i saw the post before the shade room or anybody else put the post up and i saw the post and i was like before i clicked on i was like well first of all no shade i was like damn erica look a little she look a little thin but she looked glowy she looked good but she just looked thin and i was like oh okay i hope you're okay so and, and that's in general and that's in general concern that's not like oh i'm just i'm prying i'm trying to be messy no i was like generally concerned so um then the whole thing when she started talking i was like okay she made she got that fucking vein in her forehead. Okay, she mad about something. I said, "I'm not going to be able to do this because um ain't nobody ain't nobody got time for this, Erica. And I, I don't want to hear you ranting about no bullshit about no bitches cuz I don't care." But something in my spirit said, "Click it." And to hear her speak about her husband, I feel like, "Yo, she's taking such a great turn." Erica Mena is one of those people that is problematic. Erica Mena to me, is like Evelyn Lozada. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, I, I like, I, I, would like Evelyn. I really would. I promise you, I really would. But I need Evelyn not be out here patting her pussy and jumping on tables. Like, people want to put their past behind them, and you can, but your new actions have to pre precede pre send You know what I'm saying? Go above. <laughs> your previous actions. Like, yo, because you, you 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 can't be out here slapping your motherfucking pussy and then you want people to, to play the sympathy card for you. Like, I don't disbelieve that Chad might have put his hands on you. I'm not saying that Chad was right for that because he definitely was not. Nobody is right. I'm so sick of talking about domestic violence with these athletes, these rappers. I'm tired of talking about shit. However... Your history ain't squeaky clean, sis. Like you have a repute yo, you have a rep- reputation for throwing open, like not even open, but fucking full ass wine. Yo, if a full ass wine bottle, a glass wine bottle hits you, that's assault. Like, baby girl, you you doing the most right there. So in my and then you turn around, you talk like you. Evelyn Lozado be kind of appropriate in culture. You Afro. You Afro Latina. All of this shit. And this is why you could say nigga. And you patting your pussy and shit. And I I can't. I'm I'm not going to be able to do it. I don't know the girl personally. I understand that. However, your portrayal of what you are. And you can always say that everybody edited things a certain way. But you can't keep going on all of these shows. And every time somebody else editing you that way. That don't make no sense some of that is you, okay, some of that is you, you, you been on y'all, and that shit still ain't work, because then a couple years later, y'all here patting your pussy, so I don't, please make it make goddamn sense, I don't understand, for the life of me, stop patting your pussy, that shit was fucking ridiculous, that motherfucker said, <laughs> it is the funniest meme ever, that bitch said, I got a job, I got family, I got friends, I got a wet motherfucking pussy, and your man want to fuck it all day. I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute right there, miss. Not your man want to fuck it all day long, <sighs> because you worried about a nigga. And then, you, and then, this is the other thing, y'all so worried about these thug-ass niggas. You sit back, and you. Evelyn got mad, and I'm, I know I'm straying away from Erica, but I'm thinking about this Evelyn shit. Evelyn got mad. OG, and I haven't even watched the show. Let me just tell y'all like this. I really haven't, but I just, you know, be, be catching clips and shit. But you mad at the one girl, OG and shit, because she called you out on your bullshit. You feel me? You, you you talk bad about her. She black, she ugly, this, that, and the third. Light skin trivia, always trivial shit that y'all always decide to do. And I say this is a light skin man because I've seen too many motherfuckers do it. I don't do it because I personally have a dark skin queen, so I don't doesn't matter to me. However, you do y'all do all that shit all the time. But all of y'all sitting here wearing fake hair, buying shit you probably cannot afford anymore. Because who the fuck is who the fuck cares? But on the flip side of all of that, yo, you sitting here trying to boast for a whole man that you said whipped your ass because you was mad because she was like, oh, me and Chad was friends at one point, and da 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 da. So, you're defending for a nigga that whipped your ass, but you want us to feel sympathy. No, Evelyn's not one of those people. So, I say all of it to say to wrap around to back to Erica. It took me a second to fuck with this post, because Erica was one of those people too. Like, Erica, but she wasn't crowd wolf, but she definitely was a shit starter. And I'll be like, nah, bitch, see, it's something about you though, it's something, but nah, shorty, you know what I'm saying, and I, when I say bitch, I say bitch like, I love you, I fought with you like a homie, I'm gonna tell you the truth, something about you, however, I've watched her grow in her evolution, and I can honestly say as a queen, and as a woman, and that's me cleaning up the bitch part. I don't mean to call her a bitch like that, that's not my, that's not my intentions, but, um, but I've watched it kind of manifest, and I'm seeing her, do the work to try to be a better person, um, I, i so glad that she's gonna blend her family together, so happy for Safari, you know, everybody's having a happy ending, hope that it all works, you know, Safari, get on your OnlyFans shit, do what you gotta do, make you some money, whatever the fuck got to go on, and speaking of which, y'all niggas on OnlyFans, y'all should've been cashing out, because apparently, OnlyFans is like, look, we, um... <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we not giving y'all, y'all coin for at least 30 days. So y'all about to be like the rest of the YouTubers out here and not get their money. Um, and moving on into a last related story, 50 cent on cancel culture. He states, I don't believe I can be canceled. They got to go to jail. They got to to get canceled. They got to shoot a girl to get canceled. He ain't lie. Ain't lie. <clears throat> uh, 50 cent. Has long been the king of trolling people on the internet, but despite some of his most devious efforts, he apparently believes nothing he has said or done has warranted him to be cancelled. I just... In that paragraph, I had to really think about it, like... Honestly, not really. Like... He troll niggas on the internet. He say shit for fun. Like, 50 started his career like this, so he, I mean, other than maybe him trying to sue Tierra Marie, but that's not enough for you to cancel because nobody give a fuck about Tierra Marie like that. Sorry, sis. Just want to tell you that. Don't nobody care. Don't nobody care enough, like, about her, not as a person, but, like, her music and shit. Like, don't nobody care enough for that to even be the case. Um, but... He's kind of right though. Like I really had to sit back and think about it for a quick second, and I was like, um, "What has he done? What has he done that would really, really get him canceled?" I mean, lyric wise, is there anything else that any other rapper hasn't done? So I mean, it's not. There's not much to to really say there. But despite that, I don't really, I don't really got him. You know, being canceled. I also don't particularly watch Power because I have not watched um, any of the episodes in quite a long time. I actually stopped watching Power around the same time I stopped watching Empire. All of that was just getting on my fucking nerves. I was like, all right, that's cool. Um, I am kind of excited, though, for the Power Book 2 situation, though. I'm not going to lie to you. A little excited about that based on the fact that Mary and Math is going to be in that motherfucker. So, kind of happy to see that. Um anyway. While speaking with Variety, 50 speaks on cancel culture and explicitly says that he does not believe he can be canceled. He says his job is to entertain, and that's exactly what he does. He quotes, I'm an entertainer, so to entertain is what I do. I believe to, prov- I believe to provoke emotions. I don't believe I can be canceled. They got to go to jail to get canceled. They got to shoot a girl. Apparently, 50 doesn't think he's done anything that bad as he says, you have to do something extremely bad to get canceled. And I think it's unfair to the people that are canceled. hmm. 50 goes on to make the point that heterosexual males take the most heat. Okay, now this way he lost me. Uh, (laughs) Take the most heat when it comes to cancel culture. Uh, And expresses that men do not get the support that other groups may get when it comes to being canceled. Okay, so I'm breaking down all of this because I had to think about it in the midst of it part of that is true there is a truth to that because heterosexual men don't get the same brunt, but that is also because it comes with the privilege that straight cisgender heterosexual men have had for years so a lot of different cultures like not cultures but a lot of different groups such as you know feminist groups and and the LBGTQ community yeah it, it it is gonna feel a little different when the things that you've said and done seem seem to feel attackish and that is in 2020 you know what I'm saying to however I also say I still state what I stated last week do or, or the week before last one but you still can't look at a 1990 nothing. So, or, or 2000, 2010, 2015, nothing through the 2020 lens. Like, you really can't. Like, you have to be objective of what the time is. That's just like, for instance, we can't go back on Tom Sawyer and erase the... Like, I hated when that even became a thing. And th- this is where the decline came. You can't go back into Tom, Mark Twain and, and, and Tom Sawyer and erase the word nigga, nigger sorry out of that literature that is what the literature was it just it just kind of that at some point there is a level to say that just is what it is you know what i'm saying so that it just is what it is um if you say something about somebody who chooses something different there's organization sh- set up <laughs> to start sending things around get signatures and stuff and me and tell me this as a heterosexual male who's going to send I don't know why you gotta tell people that you're a heterosexual male I really don't understand um who's going to send things around to get signatures based on our failures there's none there's no organization he says he's he not lying it's not it really is not um certain demographics have been conditioned because they've been taken advantage of in the earlier stages once inferior now they are superior because we have no organization the biggest target is heterosexual males in general <sighs> 50 that's a lot <laughs> you all know Fifty Cent to speak his mind on any topic and there have been instances in which he has been called out for it after he recently reposted a meme of the shooting involving Megan Thee Stallion and the Tory Lanez, Meg called him out, and it, 50 then issued an apology. Um, so, here's the thing. I ain't gonna say, like, 50 is a superhero. He a pillar. He speak for all black men. He don't. He He don't. But... He not entirely wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like he not entirely wrong. Like there is not really a coalition for the 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 straight men in the world. It's just really not. Um, I do feel that the world has flipped in that kind of way. Um, I but but when I say that, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon like y'all don't give a fuck about straight men. Da-da-da. No, that ain't that ain't the point. That ain't the point. But the point is that, um, he. And, and he's right. Unless he do some ill shit, he really, he really can't get canceled. Like, y'all niggas sit out here and y'all watch Power all the time. If I get one more fucking phone call about Power, I don't give a shit about this guy. Well, I might give a shit. I ain't gonna lie. I'm only giving a shit because Mary and Meth is in it now. So I might give a shit. But, you know, um, y'all don't, you know, we don't really. Have a leg to stand on, but I also believe the reason that there's no longer a leg to stand on is because we created that dynamic for so long of the misogyny and the sexual harassment and so on and so forth. We created these dynamics for so long that at this particular point, it's like people like, "Bitch, I'm tired of it. I'm not what the fuck. I'm not trying to hear that bullshit." And I, I kind of, I, I gotta agree with that. Like at some point, you know. The, the, ty- the sick and tired get sick and tired, so you know, there is that. Um, lastly, big news. Um, I usually do the alerts in the beginning, but I definitely had to shout out the locks for their new album, Living Off Experience. Now, I have not completely fully listened to it all yet, but it is banging. It is classic locks, Jada Spitting Ball, Chic, Looch. Oh, oh, my gosh. It is so good. I haven't delved into it quite the way because I've been on my King's Disease situation. Now it gets another week out of me. I appreciate it. So, hopefully next week I will be coming back with the Locks as a Living Legend. Um I did not get a chance to listen to Wish Granite yet either. But that is coming up too. But definitely a album to check out thus far. I mean, I've heard a couple of tracks off of it. And, you know, maybe like the lead single is, uh, I think it was called Bout Shit. Um so, I'm excited for that. It gave me double-all feelings. It gave me lots with the bad... Well, not lots with bad boys so much. But, I mean, that, that was a good era, too. That wasn't really a bad moment. But it gave, it gave me all three of them. It is one of the most consistent rap groups of almost, like, two decades. At least 20 years. Like, yo, they have continued to just... Be amazing, yo! I even thought about this the other day. I was in the car and I was listening to "Yo" by Chris Brown and shit, bruh. And then that shit said like 2005 when it came out. Do you know that mean Chris Brown in two in 2025 will have a 20 year career? It it, it just it blow it blows my mind. It blows my mind. I'd be like 40 something something something, something. but it blows my mind like i think that is so great like chris brown is about to have a 20 year career wow but the locks definitely check that out all right so it is time once again for another album yeah I mean, and again i won't be flapping the album like i usually do because the album is in the case So, and I think that's me being lazy because I didn't feel like getting the book. So, I just looked to the case like, nigga, what album can I use today? However, actually, you know what? No, I take that back. This album actually maybe is not in the case. But, I don't feel like getting it. Anyway, um, I was listening to Shade 45. Was it Shade 45? Yes. I stayed listening to my Sirius XM. Y'all know I do. Um, but I was listening to Shade 45 and, yo, they was playing a battle of Foxy and Kim and it made me think I was like I've already done Kim I've gotta do Foxy so I had to do the debut album Il Nana Il Nana pussy hot like a Sana. hey doing tricks in my teddy's bagabana that was a firm reference but whatever um Il Nana is the debut album by American rapper Foxy Brown released November 19th 1996 by Jeff Jam uh, Recordings. It was reissued on September 29, 1997 in the United Kingdom with an edition of the song Big Bad Mama. Brown began working on the album after being discovered by the production team Trackmaster and appearing on a number of singles by other artists such as LL Cool J, Case, and Jay-Z. The immediate success of the singles led to a bidding war At the beginning of 1996 And in March Def Jam recordings won And signed the 17 year old rapper To the label Most pro- Mostly produced by Trackmasters Il Na featured guest appearances From Blackstreet, Havoc, Method Man Kid Capri and Jay Z Lyrically the album mainly focuses on Themes of fashion, sex and mafia Released exactly one week after Little Kim's album, uh, debut album Hardcore, the album received generally positive reviews from music critics, heavily comparing the two albums. Il Nana debuted at number seven on the Billboard 200 with 109,000 copies sold in its first week. It was sold Sorry, it has sold over a million copies and is certified platinum by the Recording Industry Academy of America, the RIAA, and over three million copies worldwide. Three singles were released from this album, Get You Home was released on September 15th, 1996. It peaked at number 42 on the Billboard Hot 100s. The single, I'll Be, released on March 4th, 1997, also noted a commercial success. It peaked at number 7 on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming Brown's highest-charting single. The song also ranked number 52 on VH1's 100 Greatest Hip-Hop Songs. Another song, Big Bad Mama, was released... On July 28th, the day after my birthday, 1997 And was featured on the soundtracks of the film How to Be a Player from 1997 Though not released on the original album It was added to the European release in 1997 It peaked at number 53 on Billboard Hot 100 Get You Home is the first single from the Il Nana uh, to peak At number 42 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts. And number 10 on the U.S. Billboard R&B charts. I'll Be is the second release from the Il-Nana Project. Produced by the Trackmasters. Featuring Jay-Z released on March 4th, 1997. I'll Be quickly became a hit peaking at number 7 on Billboard Hot 100. At the time becoming both Foxy Brown and Jay-Z's highest charting single. Two months After its release on May 2nd, I'll be with certified gold by the RIAA for sales over 500,000 copies. To date, it remains Foxy Brown's only solo top 40 single and her only to earn a certification. Big Bang Mama is a final single on the Ilnana project performed by American rapper Foxy Brown and American R&B group Hometown Group drew hill i had to put that out there um and from the soundtrack of the 1997 how to be a player the song also appeared on the reissue of the onada the song which was produced by Trackmasters and based around the uh interpolation of carl carlton's she's a bad she's a bad mama jamma Became a semi successful hit, peaking at 43 on the Billboard Hot 100, Foxy Brown's second highest charting single. As a solo artist, this single was released with recently reunited EPMDs Never Seen Before as the B side. So, also, that particular track, when that came out, oh my gosh. We watched How To Be A Player so many times. It is reader. I can quote it verbatim. But I loved that because Def Jam put a lot of money behind it. Um Because I think even at the time, Drew Hill was about to be signed or was signed to Def Soul at that particular point. um, Or Def Jam Soul. And then, in addition, the... um the video it had i think it had um kevin garnett and it had vivica fox in the video and shit and that was when vivica fox was still the shit okay i don't know what she doing now i don't even know if that face is her i'm sorry i'm sorry i I don't mean this i'm not gonna talk about vivica like that but but that was when vivica was like at the prime let's just put it like that like she's still good now but she was definitely at her prime um but it was like a hood Cinderella story. It, I remember when it came on. I think was that wasn't Gav. I think that was, was that pretty? I, don't, I forgot who that was. But Joe appeared just out of nowhere her fairy golf like, Hey yo, Fox, why you ain't at the ball, yo? <laughs> because I ain't got nothing to wear. And my sisters ain't trying to let me ride nothing of theirs. I was like, you know what? This some hood shit, but I love it. So, as far as Il Nana goes, it came out with some really good tracks that I fucked with. Um, her interludes have always been super emotional and crazy, and they almost kind of have that black exploitation feel because the name Foxy Brown came from the iconic Pam Grayer, who was Foxy Brown in the black exploitation films. Um, one of the things, like Chicken Coop was, was one of the, It it was weird when I listened to it again. Um, And then you have Holy Matrimony, which was the letter to the firm. And then Fox Boogie Brown is bad as hell. Bad to anybody, I don't care if you tell. I excel, they all fail. Sooner than Chanel's five books will rock the bells. Which actually, I love that because LL Cool J was the first person to discover her. Where everybody thinks that it was Jay-Z, it was not. When she was actually on um, Who Shot You. When she was on the remix. That was one of her first appearances. And that was actually an LL Cool J video. But paying homage to LL Cool J on the album was amazing. Gotta Get You Home. Had Blackstreet on it. It was one of the major club anthems. We loved it. It played all the time. Um, The Promise was what made me just want to kind of devote a few minutes to this. Because of the fact that that was what they were playing on what was that what they, yeah that was what they were playing on shade 45 um if i was another song that kind of told a story um and i love that's one of the things that i loved about like the firm foxy nuzz az so on and so on, like the whole shit kind of just tells a real story so i love that and i think that's amazing uh the chase which was good i love that um El nana with method man meth killed his verse and that was one of those times that like meth was one of the only rappers that branched out with other rappers from the wu-tang like that like i think that's what solidified his career for quite a while like remembering that he was on and i think i won't do biggie until we get closer to march 9th and i might do the whole thing to be honest with you um, but because we've, I've already done a March ninth kind of thing, uh, for him. I may do some other stuff and I might reach out to somebody for that as well. But one of the other things that I noticed about meth was meth in around that time frame definitely was the biggest person to branch out, um, from the Wu Tang clan. And then no one, where it, it, that was a sample as well. And I'll talk about the samples in a minute. Um, then you have I'll Be with Jay-Z. And then, like they said before, the Big Bad Mama song came on, but was only on the European versions of the the record. But all of those songs just kind of created this, this mountain pot of this girl that was talking about sex and fashion and a mafia lifestyle. And let's be clear, then. The 90s, we, we thought we was on some mafia scarface shit. A lot of the music really represented it. Today's music does not represent that at all. A lot of drug culture, uh, in, in today's music. But either way, um, definitely a good album. So the samples. Um, for the songs, I'm not gonna do the actual interludes, but the songs like "Holy Matrimony," "Letters in the Firm," contains samples of Ike's moods performed by Isaac Hayes, and "I Love You" by Mary J. Blige. Um, "Fox Bells" contains samples from "Rock the Bell." Actually, not contained the sample might as well have been the whole damn song for real. Uh, performed by L.O. Cool J. Get You Home contains Gotta Get You Home Tonight by Eugene Wilde. If I contains samples of Any Love performed by Luther Vandross. Ilnana contains samples of Brick House performed by the Commodores. No One's contains samples from No One's Gonna Love You performed by the SOS Band. I'll Be contains samples of I'll Be Good performed by Renee and Angela. And, um yeah that that is that is one of the illest for like a better words uh albums that I I have and I loved and I remember so that was like 96 97 97 ish about 13 14 um I don't know what much really happened and, you know just the transition between going from middle school and then you know getting ready to go to in the high school and all of that good stuff. And then I think, um, around that time I had my first job at Burger King and it was a lot. It was definitely a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? So great. The nineties are a great time. Um, oh, before I go, (laughs) speaking of the nineties being a great time, I got everything that I needed last night. Okay, because today is now Tuesday, but I got everything that I needed last night from this Brandy and Monica situation. Do you hear me? Everything that I needed. When I tell you, I didn't think that I knew every song. I knew every The only songs that I didn't know, I knew Brandy's Borderline because I've already been listening to B7, as most of you know. Um, I didn't um, know Monica's new song, Trenches, but it didn't stop. So, many people have been asking me, who do I think won? Who do I think won? I honestly, in my honest opinion, can only say that it's a tie. And the only reason that it's a tie is because it wasn't like nothing for me dragged. I knew pretty much all the songs. It might have been maybe one or two songs from each. One one song from each person, I think, that I didn't know. And that was... One of Brandy's that was an older one that was off of one of the albums that I didn't know. I even knew He Is, which, again, was not, uh, like she said, was not something that was released. And that was on Full Moon. And I played He Is to death. That was my shit. Um But a couple of things that I didn't like, and they all, and, and uh, I hate to say it, they all kind of flamed it on the Brandy side of things. Number one, Moesha! Mo. Sit down somewhere with these goddamn poems. I was over these. Po- Yo, I don't care what nobody's. I get it. But I, fight me on this if you want to. I already see y'all typing in the comments. When I tell you, I was over, over the. I, <clears throat> I got a poem for that one. Brandy, 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 Brandy. Just play the goddamn song. And. Don't go on the naivete of when she was like new Monica. She was like this new Brandy. Brandy, come on now. That girl New York catalog. You should know hers too. Don't act like that. Like you so you so into your crap. All of that made it. Mad. Um, the internet was undefeated yet again. Whoever made the meme. They said I got a poem for that. And I guess it was one of the moments that Monica had like leaned back in her chair so it made it look like she was annoyed. That shit was fucking priceless. I'm sorry. Um Brandy threw a lot of shade and I ain't like it. She definitely did. Um she especially like with the sideline whole situation. I was feeling that sideline whole shit. That's that my that is my song. I used to play that shit too. Um Monica definitely had more songs that had that hit an emotion, but I won't sit here and tell y'all that Brandy didn't sing the house down, so I really can't I can't call it. There is no winner or loser on this. It was definitely for the culture. what I oh, here's another thing that she bought that was shady. This was shady as shit. I forgot what song it was about to be, but the next thing that they ended up doing was they played impossible before the song came on and shit bruh bruh you already was in high water with this girl about talking about that um whitney meant so much to me and this that and the third whitney meant a lot to both to both of you you know what i'm saying to you but i felt like that was kind of a snub when she played impossible in the beginning part of like what was the point of that what was the point of that you feel what i'm saying to you for me, it just it felt a little shady. It felt very, very shady. Like sis, I get it. We we get it. We get it. But all of the poems and shit. Now y'all coming for Brandy online with her look. Brandy been hobo chic for years. Okay, she didn't. She didn't had twists and knots and braids and all type of shit. She been hobo chic for 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 a long time. She wasn't fashionable until she was at least on Moesha. You know what I'm saying to you? Um, but Monica handled handled it with Southern grace and hospitality. Um, God forgive me. I, I shouldn't be talking about these people like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, there was a picture with Brandy, Ray J, and Monica. And people keep saying that Ray J, you know, sniff up on them cokes. And that's the way he looked in that picture. Maybe he ain't had no rest. Maybe he was on a monster energy drink. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. But what I do know is that this was another phenomenal night for the culture. I cannot wait to see what's next. I love what they're doing. I love the fact that it's in one location. They're taking all the COVID precautions to do what they need to do. Monica did look like, bitch, I don't know where you've been. So please stop hugging me. Like, I don't know where you've been. I don't know who you've been with. Furthermore... Brandy, your child almost grown as fuck. Let let us not sit here and make it like she don't cuss or she she too good. That sideline whole shit. Watch it, watch it again. That shit made my made my nerves bad. I was like, why are you? Why, what what is, what is going on? What are you What are you talking about? Like it, like your child's not a whole teenager. Like what's really okay. Um, not coming for our parenting skills, but just saying, it's just unnecessary. Um, I do hope that they work together in the future. When we get out of this, I definitely would love to see a little Brandy Monica tour. And they could, honestly, with what happened last night, they could do it. They have hits upon hits upon hits. They could do it. And then come together at the end and do the boy's mind. They could do it. As a matter of fact, you know what I would love to see. Aww. That would be so dope. If we get out of this quarantine and things go back to some type of normalcy in some way, shape, or form. A versus tour. My nigga. Who would not be here for a versus tour? Like, taking some of the best ones... Um, you know, people who, whoever, everybody would be available, fucking shit. Everybody getting out of this shit at the same time, everybody would be available. Um, but doing a Versus tour. And to say the least, one of the great things about Versus, yo, it is making the music that of, of our yesteryear relevant again, because it's already still been relevant. Niggas is still sampling nineties music. It is what it is. But on top of that, making the sales some real shit, like yo, Brandy. How Brandy's albums is topping the charts on iTunes again? Monica's music is still rising on the charts again, all because of that. And when I tell you, I was why wa- I've watched some of the other ones where I've watched like Snoop and DMX, and I don't remember what they hit, but they they hit. I wonder if the verses will tell me, but um, they hit. Pretty high on it, but I do remember being on there, and it was kind of like on and off um, for quite a minute. You know, as far as like what was on Instagram um, and keeping their numbers as steady. But one thing that I did see is a steady, steady consistency for the three hours. God only knows why that shit was three hours. It was three hours. I was like, do they? did they have twenty songs a piece? Is it forty songs? I'm confused like it was a lot it definitely was a lot but i feel like on every era of this it did nothing fail on all cylinders it all went extremely extremely well and 1.1 million viewers that shit was everything so i am extremely excited so i think um and that's, that 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 hit a little bit different, so they had one point one million the total and so the um <clears throat> the concurrent viewers on Instagram <clears throat> for the dmX and snoop dogg ones who was at least five hundred and twenty five thousand which was that, but they had a total of two million consecutively on Instagram alone from what I was seeing, and they haven't put the numbers up yet, I don't think. Um, oh no, nope, they did. Nick, fuck what? They have already put yo as a cons- as a concurrent viewership. Brandy and Monica have reached one point two million viewers, a total of four point two million viewers. Total views on all of the all, throughout all of the platforms. And, a total of over a hundred million streams and likes. Five billion impressions. Like, what? Yo, that's crazy. And again, shows and goes to my point at the beginning of the show. And I always say it. The Black Dollar Matters. People, I don't give a fuck who you were. I don't give a fuck whether you love Brandy, you love Monica Moore. That number right there, that was more than what I looked at for the Snoop one. When all the numbers came in. Because I told y'all, as watching it, 1.2 million people was like, Yo, you have to really think about the, the, the magnitude of what that is. And maybe, maybe what concert going shit may be like. But, no artist, none, in the history of artistdom, whatever that word is, is not a word, has ever gotten to a point where they've had one million eyes on them at one time. You get what I'm saying? Like, when you do arenas, you might do 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people. 100,000 people, depending. You know, sometimes in stating. That very well could be the case, but that's not a million people looking at you. And that goes to show the timelessness of my era and the music itself. So, <clears throat> what I'm hoping for is that um, Versus Does Something Else Big. I know they got some other things cooking and up they sleeve, but this, right here, I didn't even know. I just, just looked at it. Those numbers are fucking amazing. 1.2 million people tuned in congruently, not stopping for three fucking hours, okay? And it would have been longer if you would have let me. We should find some of the rest of them goddamn poems. Shit don't make no damn sense. Um, but anyway, let me wrap this show up. Uh, fear, false evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. Um, know that. I'm gonna say something that this is gonna hit home to somebody. Work harder than everybody else, but make sure that you take care of yourself. Um, Chadwick has la- has left a lasting impression on us, that a legacy that can never be undone. Um, make sure that we don't let his name die in vain. Thank you for bringing a superhero to life and showing kids that are the nerds and the geeks like myself and black nerds and I love pop culture and I love all these things that we our heroes can be on a bigger platform. Um, Not only that, with Black Panther itself, it showed you a world that we really do exist. Because a lot of times what happens in media and in television and in film is that they show us stories that we're not a part of. And that's an ultimate design. It, it, it's supposed, it's supposed, it's designed that way. It's supposed to be that way. Like, we as colored folk won't be in whatever that dystopian future is or there's only one token person or you know in history it doesn't teach us no allow our stories to be told um also adding to that create the work that you love because someday in the future you never know how much that past will inf- will affect other people I, I still can't believe and look at that number and not and and just get the sheer magnitude of what that means. And that's my era and that's my generation. So don't forget, y'all know where y'all can find the kid at, you know what I'm saying? Kid everywhere doing this little thing, thing, you know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. 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 Cause that's how we do it. But you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. Um, Tune in Google Music and Spotify Y'all make sure y'all check me out I really appreciate the love I see the numbers constantly going up Thank you for all the, the Instagram supporters You know what I'm saying I'm going to try to s- continuously give content I know that it's difficult throughout all of these times But we're going to make it happen So many things have been good And so many things have been not so good But <laughs> You just tuned in to another episode of Don't you feel better about it? I know you do. Alright y'all, I'll see y'all next week. Peace! Hey.